from the city that has always been the epicenter of music. The established, the current, and the risers of the true soul of Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Uh, he is a very busy man. But found time for me, and and quite honestly, I couldn't be happier. Ed Harris is talking metal. He's got new music out. He's doing cover bands, and boy, we're going to unpack a lot. Ed Harris is in the studio. I'm so excited. I'm also thinking about taking up knitting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where you'd find the time. Here we go. Made in Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. Man, I'm excited about this. We're going metal this week. Um, And boy, oh boy, this guy, I don't know how you fit me in, but I'm so appreciative that you did, man. Ed Harris in the house, man. And I don't, I don't even know where to begin with you. You're you're everywhere. You're all over the place. Well, you you and I go back to the 92.9 or 93X. 93X days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, back when it was just transitioning, it was in the baby. Is that when you got in from 92.9 to 93X? Yeah, I remember. 93X and then uh, I went away. (laughs) <laughs> to college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's one of those things where an, an evolved kind of relationship, but uh, I think we stayed in our lanes. I think. Absolutely. I um, mean, you know, I've, I've, uh, you've always been the radio guy, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 fun now because it's taken on new legs. Um, and, and so have you. you. You've taken on a new form. Yeah, you know, it might not feel that way, but but you have. <laughs> now, it's uh, my music is or my life has gone from music to business back to music, and now it's kind of a nice you know level it's an amalgamation. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was one of those uh, just my mother and father always told me never to put all my eggs in one basket, you know. And were were they a plan B or like you have to have a plan B? Kind of thing. I was raised by a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of planning and conversations. How as a much child. money is in this music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, was, I had that same conversation. Yeah, it was not that easy to tell a financial advisor that you know you want to go to LA at age 19 and sign your first <laughs> record deal. Yeah, but that will require me you know, quitting school. (laughs) (laughs) That did not go over well. No, it didn't. Especially since I was, you know, I was on a scholarship and everything, (laughs) but walked away. (laughs) Back in those days though, that was the MO. You had to get signed. You had, because that was the only way in. Absolutely. Um, That being said though, I mean, back in those days, you were then selling out. Well, you know, it's it's funny because all of those guys that were making those huge salaries back in those days giving advice to me, mm-hmm. all of those dudes are like selling insurance now, you know? So it's right. it's kind of like one of those, uh, I, you know, I, I've been a little stubborn in my youth to sit down and talk to some guy mm-hmm. who, you know, you have to understand it's, it's the early 2000s. Right. I'm in my early 20s. I'm talking with guys that made a ton of money. 10 to 20 years prior, but they haven't made a whole lot of money since, since, right? right? And I have to sit here at these tables and listen to these freaking dinosaurs harp 
all the same regurgitated stories. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you know what, guys? I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but, uh, you know, y'all seem to all be going broke. So maybe y'all don't know what you're doing and maybe your advice isn't relevant anymore. So yeah. I'm going to go over here and do me and see if I can't independently raise some money. There's a Bob Dylan song playing in the background. Times are changing. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. It was just, it was so, and, you know, we went in one band, we went through so many A&R reps. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything, but some of these guys wouldn't be qualified to, you know, run a lemonade stand. I mean, they're just, they're just. It, and so that being said, that's not the way to go anymore. Huh? Absolutely not. I mean, it, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm inferring right now, but. I, yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess it kind of depends on what you want out of it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if it's money, then I mean, yeah, money will take a team, but yeah. uh, it'll take a team that's trustworthy. And those teams take a long time to put together. But you don't think that with now your business acumen, obviously you were raised in financial households. So you understand the, where the money goes and how it works and everything like that. You don't think that you forming your own team would be more beneficial to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's essentially what the Icarus plan is, which, you know, yeah. we'll, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, the, Oh, we're going to dive hardcore the, in Icarus. The, plan. the music business is literally, it's just the, the only difference between music business and the jewelry business mm-hmm. is, you know, just the word that goes in, in, in front of business, you know, <laughs> right, right. that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same method. It's, it's, uh, uh, nothing changes, but when you talk to anyone who's an expert, if you will, in mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. they're going to give you some completely made up scenario that's cherry picked from a narrative that fit their life and which right. that's an industry. A lot of it's based on luck. So how can you give someone a narrative on what to do when you just happen to play the right right show and happened to be at the right club at the right time in the seventies. Right. So this whole time I'm like, I'm sorry, but quite frankly, I think you guys are full of, you know, full of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, but with the jewelry business, mm-hmm. cause you brought it up. Yes. Uh, and then the music business, the, a lot of that's going hand in hand now. Oh, absolutely. Cause you have to have a look, you have to have a, you know, a style. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think the biggest success for me in the jewelry business is the fact that I haven't really cared about my own style. <laughs> I've just really? kind of, I, mean, I don't, I haven't walked into a jewelry store, you know, with, you know, the well, arm, I've, I'm going to be the, honest with you walking into many jewelry store, even when I was looking at, you know, purchasing a wedding ring and stuff like that. Right. There's nobody that looks like you. Well, well you don't walk into, you know, the, the jewelry store is beautiful. We yeah. take very much pride in what we do, but you know, um, Ironically enough, Pat Mitchell was the first, you know, Pat Mitchell, mm-hmm. anyway, she, everyone knows Pat Mitchell in Memphis. She was the first one to like really hit the whole point home with me when I was like a teenager saying like, Ed, you, you take what you do serious, but you don't take yourself so serious. Mm. And that's what I like about you, you know? And I'm like, all right, well, if Pat Mitchell, who's like one of the coolest chicks in the world, yeah. <laughs> says that I'm cool, right? then I'm just going to go with that, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm working on it. Right, right, right. So, you know, the, 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 the tattoos, head to toe stuff has it hurt my business? Yeah. Absolutely not. If anything has created a narrative and a story that's had someone ask me questions about them. Yeah. And you know, the stipulation of like, Oh, he must've been in jail or something. I'm like, <laughs> n- n- these were done by, uh, and, and to be clear, you're not like rocking Takashi six, nine. No, no, no. I mean like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, they're very tasteful. Thank you. No, it's, it's a situation like, um, where, you know, take a shirt off on a cruise ship, you know? Right. And, 
people ha- you know have conversations where they just sure. walk up to you and assume that you're trying to be some like Billy badass guy, right. which you're not, right? Not right. at all. You know, yeah. so, but they just kind of you know, and the conversation goes into a you know Sons of Anarchy type of style, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, these are actually all college like art students that tattooed me that like make two hundred dollars an hour. I think I don't know, man. Like you know, whatever. A lot of record labels have been paying for some of these. Right. Luckily, right? luckily, like, yeah, right. But you know, I have. Haven't had to shell out all the cash for these because <laughs> right. I couldn't afford what's on my arm right now. Right, you know? right. I mean, so, uh, and you, you should be able to visibly see that. But I think when someone can appreciate art, mm-hmm. and they then you know that conversation can correlate into you know uh, uh, the art that's behind your industry. Well, you know, and and you're all about art, and because I, I would argue that the jewelry business. I mean, you have tattooed jewelry. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's very beautifully done. Now it's a new art form. You wouldn't have thought about that grandma's jewelry, right? Being art, even though it very much was, you just look at it and go time and place, you know, kind of (laughs) thing. Um, and it takes you back. Now I think it does have more personality. It it is more like, uh, who you are, you know, you know, you have to think of it from a standpoint of, uh, you know, I think every true artist, the one thing that no true artist really wants uh, uh, is to be forgotten, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you write a song, you might write something that outlives you. You know, mm-hmm. I make an engagement ring. I think of all the loved ones that are buried with their engagement rings, you know, because that's how much it meant to them. And they, you know, the, the other loved one wants that loved one to, you know, have that and cherish that, you know, right. even beyond death. So uh, th- there's a really, really close, close, tight knit bond between making a song and making a ring. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, this, that's, I take both just as serious. That's pretty cool. Uh, how has then the direction since when you started mm-hmm. back in the late nineties uh, to now? I mean, because now you're evolving Icarus plan. We're going to talk a yeah, little more yeah. about that, but how has that like making songs and, and making your music and how has you, your changes in life changed your music? Well, a lot of this is, I mean, I've, I've spun off by playing alongside some of the best musicians that a guy can be blessed you know, to play alongside, right. you know, uh, um, I started off, uh, and, and I was also in a fortunate situation to where, uh, some, in some bands, the work had already been done It had a bow on it. They just needed a drummer, you know, uh, uh either last minute. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, it was, a, uh, it was funny cause the, the, uh, Gilby Clark, ironically enough, the guitar player for Guns N' Roses that replaced Izzy Stradlin, mm-hmm. right. Uh, when I was, I think I was like 20 or 21, uh, Piston Honda, you know, who had just opened up for the Toadies and which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, right. And this band was just, it was, were you back? Were you used to like sitting side stage, like singing every word? Just it was, I was, I was out. like, I was on like row three or four, absolutely <laughs> singing every word, Sandy, you know, yeah. but I know, but Piston Honda opened up for that band. I'm looking around and I see 200 people on the front row singing every single word to these dudes songs. So this is my first time I ever saw them. Yeah. And I'm like, who are these guys? You know? And like, not even, not even three months later, these same guys were, you know, basically saying, Hey, we need you to be our drummer. We're going to, you know, we got a bunch of stuff going on. We might be going to LA here soon. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So yeah. And literally I blink and I'm sitting in Gilby Clark's studio in his house. And, and I, I don't even know where it was in LA. Right. And I'm recording my first <laughs> demo track, you know, and this escalated quickly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, or my, yeah, I was recording it. Luckily it was one of those days where I was just, I was feeling, I went in there and nailed it, you know, yeah, and yeah. Gilby and I, you know, hit, hit it off. And he told me, he was like, dude, you know, just a little advice, you know, bands are going to come and go. 
if this band, you know, if it does get signed, which the band was in the middle of a process of getting signed, which yeah. unfortunately it did not work out. Uh, but you that know, it was very muddy, right? right. I don't want to bring up any of that drama because it was very muddy, but. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was just uh you know, were you wrapped up in that? Where did you, I, I wasn't wrapped up cents? in, I wasn't wrapped up in how things went South literally on really any band I've ever been in. I've seen the train just kind of sit back and watch the train wreck happen because, you know, if a drummer quits, the band can go on. Yeah. Right. If the drummer quits and the band doesn't go on, then I'm thinking the drummer might've done some stuff more than just drums. Right. You know? So, so that's just kind of like being that maybe that drummer was the glue or the voice of reason Mm -hmm. or the, you know, in some, this is the guy that just like, this is going nowhere. We've been banging our heads up against the wall Mm -hmm. for years now. And I just got to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I try to, you know, I've tried to go through many situations without being that, you know, one of the reputation of being someone that, a number one, was it reliable? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so the phone calls to come, I'm not going to show up with a drug problem. I'm going to show up rehearsed. And honestly, I won't show up if a band is not willing to take themselves serious to a certain point, you right. know? Right. Uh, and that's just, that's just, that's just. That there. being said, is there a minimum uh, for you? Comfort level wise, is there a minimum rehearsal time? Actually, you don't even have to have rehearsal. I just played with the band uh, last week in West Memphis, Arkansas. Juno Avent, arguably one of the best guitar players in the Mid South. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Vince uh, Luffler, I believe is his last name. Vince graduated from Berkeley, man. So I mean, I'm, I'm sitting on a stage with a Berkeley music graduate right. from like the, you know, like from like the tougher times to get into Berkeley, like from like the eighties or nineties, right, you know? Right. Uh, and then Gino Avent and me, and we just played a bar and it was literally, uh, the, the crowd called, called songs out and we just played them. That's how good these guys are. Right. <laughs> now I'm not saying that I knew it, you know, <laughs> right. but like a few of these songs, I'm like, I've never heard this song before in my life. And they're like, ah, you'll be fine. I just keep a beat. Just turn it down to four. <laughs> right. Right. So I mean like that's, if you can bring that kind of magic, you know, yeah. to a show, then yeah, man, I'll be Forrest Gump. I'll be here to do whatever you tell me to do. Right. But if you show up, you know, and you suck, I am not going to be pleasant about it. That's right. the one thing that, you know, if, if that's the reputation that I've gotten in Memphis, I say that proudly. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And, and you know, you, which is why I found it very funny when you were putting out on Facebook and social media, you're like, Hey, if anybody's looking for a drummer to like just cover band on the weekend, I'm your guy. I'm like, are you though? Cause there's no, going to be some I bands mean, that reach out that you will not want to do that with. Well, I mean, I, I, I have the right to say no well, yeah. without sounding pretentious. You sure. know what I mean? Like, like, but it is a situation where, you know, I want to work with the best that Memphis has to offer. This is, I, I went from that because I've, I've tried the originals thing for so many years and I just, and, and, and uh, it's, I, I needed to, I needed to get on a stage, number one. It's been, yeah. it's been long, yeah. long time. I mean, dude, I've been playing every single day in my house for, you know, <laughs> COVID hurt. Right. Yeah. So it was just the, the need to perform as well as like, I mean, I'm, I'm in my forties. Yeah. Finding a group of guys that, you know, can bring that magic. That's mm-hmm. not already famous, if you will, you know, right, right. that like, Hey, you got three kids, you got two kids. We can meet like once a month, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Those bands can be a lot of fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're the dude kind of sitting in the corner with no kids, your wife is a full-time nurse and she's even more goal and career oriented than you are, you know, <laughs> right. Then, you know, you have the time and the ability to not be interested in being good, mm-hmm. but be interested in being the best. 
Hmm. And that's really what I want to do. I want, I, it's, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Right. But my next goal in Memphis as a musician is to be at least the guy that when someone goes to that show and they walk away, even if they don't even know the band, they'll at least be like, Jesus, you see that drummer, man? <laughs> like that, that, that's <laughs> yeah. a good feeling. That's, yeah. you know, that, so that's give them a show, give them what they pay for. Right. You know, you know, <clears throat> you brought up the, the pandemic and you stayed busy though through the pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, writing. I uh, saw a lot of writing and stuff like that. Uh, y- you played guitar. Yeah. Which I didn't know you played guitar until the pandemic. Uh, so that was interesting. <laughs> well, I, um, I released a record. Uh, remember, did you ever listen to the Amerita record? Yeah. You so were, you were I, playing guitar on that. I played guitar, bass, drums, piano, everything. I didn't realize you played everything. Now I did have some guests uh, come in uh, uh, and I, I, here, there, and everywhere for sure, you know, yeah. but I'd say... Uh, and I had Dave Cowell, you know, at the, at the helm of that. So, I mean, there's no way that I can take credit for, for all of this stuff. Right. But you know, how the song process works is. So I'm going to ask you, you know, is it easier to literally lay it all down yourself? It seems like when there's less opinions in the room <laughs> yeah, and you can make a piece of art and then give it to a person who's a fellow artist and let them tear it apart and put it back together. And you, res- you respect that, that guy and he respects you and he can tell you, you know, the reasoning behind why he did it, why he did this, not just, you know, because the egos are out of the way, right? This is a, let's play for this song. Let's make the, the best effort towards this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've, again, I've got great relationships with everyone that I've played in, in bands with. I haven't left a situation that, you know, sour with anyone, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, anything that we were mad at at age 20, it's like, come on. Water you know? under the <laughs> Exactly. Like right. if you're still mad about that kind of stuff, like, right. oh my God. Maybe, <laughs> like, maybe you need a little yeah, introspective. Yeah, like get out more, <laughs> you know, just a little bit. You, you know? and Skinny Powers though, uh, hitting it off. Yeah, dude, I, I had a, I had a great time playing with that band those guys are still gonna uh still going on to release they're actually releasing uh a a video uh for a song called wafu that we recorded over the pandemic mm-hmm. uh you know was it weird playing a, a virtual show if you will it, it you know it was uh it was it was really cool uh over there we did that supernova sound yeah. in arlington yeah uh, yeah, I got to give it to Mitch and the guys for putting all that together. Cause that was nothing easy to do, no. you know? Uh, but you know, we, was it awkward? No, honestly it felt, I mean, it felt like a practice, you know, mm. like, 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 I was it, just about to ask, did it feel like rehearsal or, you know? yeah. I mean, it's hard to really have that energy without a crowd in there. Yeah. Cause normally I'm making really stupid faces. <laughs> You know, and that one, I was. You're a drummer. You're supposed to, right? Right. Tongue and everything, and you know, look yeah, at me. you know, the, the dumber I look playing live, the better oh, time man. I'm having. Yeah, you know, it's right. <laughs> just and, the way it is. And people feel off that they're like, yeah, oh man, right. he's really into this. Right. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, uh, nobody wants to watch a drummer looks like he's going through a forensic audit. <laughs> you know, it's boring. <laughs> you know, but, Eyes wide yeah. open. Right. Yeah. But uh, um, but uh, the the songwriting process though coming full circle back to the, uh, with, with the Icarus plan. Yeah. <clears throat> so over the pandemic, um, m- uh, the lead singer of on a dead machine, which was out of all the bands that I've ever been in, mm-hmm. definitely a personal favorite because you they, know, they were like more true to you. It was more in my wheelhouse of the music that I like, mm. you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of bands like failure thrice, uh, you know, the, the, 
the more aggressive indie rock scene, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was really into some of those bands, uh, Dredge, Cave In. I mean, you yeah. know, just these bands that I'm sure, you know, anyone in their 20s right now would be like, who? <laughs> right. <laughs> like released records when I was in high school that were cover to cover, which means an entire dozen of songs, 12, that were so good. Yeah. You listen to them start to finish. You didn't know where the skip button was. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, I mean, there's songs like, I mean, I was a huge 311 fan. Mm. Still to this day, if yeah. someone threw a drum kit in here and put some grassroots on, mm-hmm. there's a few songs on there I could Still to this day, played note to note. I know every word on the blue. <laughs> there you go. Like the self-titled soundtrack. Yeah, right, right, right. Because there's certain bands that just you know yeah. made you feel good, reminded you of great times. You know, yeah. uh, but I feel bad for the kids because my high school years were just they ruled. It was the best music <laughs> musically. Ever. Musically, I would agree. Oh man, it was I, awesome. I'm so I don't know what these kids do now for, in high school for fun. TikTok I, man. Right. It's TikTok. It's all 30 second clips or a minute. Yeah. You know? It's like everyone's trying to, you know, make their own mad TV show on their cell phone. <laughs> right. Everyone's trying to be funny. And like a lot of them are not funny, no, man. Not even, <laughs> not even yeah. Or so awkward that they're trying to be like awkward and it's just not working. I don't have TikTok, but I'd imagine if I plan on making money in music, I'm eventually going to have to swallow that pill. Uh, see, I mean, I hope not to, but here's probably my wife and uh, my dilemma. I don't have TikTok either. Because mm-hmm. I tried it, I hated it, and I said, nope. I can't do Snapchat, man. I can't either. So I, I can't either. I can do Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. All right. And I don't talk politics nope. and I sure don't put too uh, too much information out there. I don't, you know, put relationship stuff between my wife and me on yeah, there. That's on just, air. you know, yeah. right, right. Yeah. There's just like, yeah, it's like, my business. Right. It's just, yeah. it's just like, you know, you just want to say hi to someone and that's it. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like just give a good, hello, have a good morning. I, you put, know? I put like birthday stuff, like big kid events only simply because I like them when they come up on my, uh, history. Yeah. Thing, yeah. You know, like kids being born and stuff. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Man, I've been just because that's fun. I've had the jewelry business for 14 years now, and I've literally, I, and, and I try to stay as off the radar and just mm-hmm. keep to myself. You know, Memphis is one of those towns, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Don't you know? start no shit, won't be no shit. Right. right. You know, I just I stay out. I mean, I provide, if you need drums or jewelry, I got you. Got you. Anything else, man, it's a conversation we can have. Absolutely. But sure. you know, it's, it's just not your wheelhouse, man. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Memphis is one of those cool towns though. It is a big city with a small town mentality. A hundred percent. Everybody talks, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I find it funny. More guests I get coming in here. They're like, Oh, you know, so and so. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's, it's just one of those cool things. Let's get back to the, I'm sorry. Yeah. Plan. Because, uh, the Acres Project, because you are uh, rocking this thing right now, and fools on the edge. Let's just let's just play a little clip because sure. I, I've got I've got a bone to pick with you, sir. No problem. Just stop 
stop right there. Talking about this note that's coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This right is one there. this that, is one of those magic moments. Yeah. yeah. And and okay. So <laughs> <laughs> let's break this down. Right. Uh okay, whose idea was it to do leading tones and start doing minor and then dissonance and stuff like that towards we'll say three quarters of the song? All right, so that song I play guitar on. Yeah. We had Dimitri Protopsaltis, who's an amazing bass player, you know, arguably one of the best in, in, oh, in the Mid South. Yeah. He's, he's insane. Yeah. Insane talented. I had him come in because this one, as far as bass goes, was a little bit out of my comfort zone. <laughs> right. right. He, I needed some, I needed his brilliance in on this one because I just wasn't going to cut Guy the Guy with muster. 11 fingers. That's cool. Right. 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 So he comes in, Dave Cowell produces this, you know, I play drums on it as well. Doing, uh, doing vocals and I hear it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't sing a note on this. Really? No. This is the this is the, the uh, excuse me. The formula for this is the same that it was for my project Omerta. Just a much okay. better singer because I sing on Omerta. Yeah. This is the singer for On a Dead Machine, Brian Link, the okay. same guy that you know. Going, I thought you were doing backups at least. No, God, no. I don't have that kind of range. I'm what? flattered that you think I would. I did. I no, did. No, like Brian is is uh his voice took me all over the country. It took me. Uh, it took me to Canada. Like right. the, the the strength as well as that you know, jerk made you get a passport. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, his control is something that you know really until. You're in a studio mm-hmm. and I've sat next to Grammy award winning producers, you know, while this guy's been in the vocal booth and heard them after he's done a line be like, damn, <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, man, you know, like, like, cause he just, he, he, um, it's effortless in a way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this note that you're about to play song had already been oh, done. Oh, I'm not going on, man, because I have another <laughs> bone to pick with right, you right, after, well, after this. Well, the, 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 uh, he came up from Atlanta where he lives, yeah. you know, so we record all the song here and we send it all to him and I demo stuff out from my studio at home to him. Mm-hmm. And so we just co-write this stuff and he comes up here about it every quarter of the year and he's going to put down three songs and we have, I've got, I did nine over the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. so we have nine songs recorded music front to back finished dang ready to go with so there's more of this there's so much more of this as well as i've got at least 20 songs that i'm working on right now that have been demoed out i've just i demo through and demo and write and write and write and i pick the best stuff send it over to him he either takes a hacksaw to it or does it yeah and then once the form is done i put it down he comes up here and sings on it so the back end it. of this song yeah the little jazz part at the end I was just, I, I ran out fun. of ideas. No, no. <laughs> you like I'm it? Gonna, man, it's cool. So uh, I'm not going to play it because I want you to buy it because <laughs> you have to experience it for yourself. Right. And I can tell you about it, but it does not do it justice. This will not do it justice. I'm okay. glad you like that. I'm glad uh, you like the end. No, I loved it. Okay. Awesome. I loved it. I was like, the hell? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because it's almost left field, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel left, like out of place. Well, you know what I mean? The 28th of May this month, we're releasing our second song, mm. uh, which is going to be called The Crown. Shut up and take my money. It's 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 uh, it's a follow up to this. Every You're going to see a theme. Everything can be viewed, you know, at the Icarus plan dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have merchandise. We're going to press vinyl. 
We're actually going to do a series of vinyl. Beautiful. So we're, we're I'm a vinyl fan. <laughs> I'm putting all of my eggs in one basket when Here. music, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> just in music now, right? Uh, I'm putting it all into the Icarus plan from, and this is going to be a studio project where all of my original, all the energy I have to make original music is going to go for towards this for a while. Hence is why I'm like, I want to do this, but I want to perform live, but I just want to do covers. So right. So you're to blame for being the mythology nut. For calling it the Icarus, because I mean, you that's know actually Icarus. that's all him. Brian is, really? Brian is coming up with the artwork and the creative content behind, you know, the name, uh, and the name and everything. I'm focusing on writing the music and, you know, as a mythology buff, I was like, I am sold. Right. Well, I've never heard anything, but I am sold. You will love this next song called The Crown because okay. it's actually uh, about the anxieties of being a father. Much lies like well, the, that the story of Icarus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. the story of Icarus and his yeah. father. You know, so yeah. It, it's uh, yeah, and that just kind of comes down to the reason why Brian and I work so well together is like I know what I suck at, and what I suck at, he's really good at. Yeah. You know, so it's a match made right. in heaven, though. <laughs> right, right? Right? So what's what's the what's the end goal for this? What what is the plan? Um, honestly, you know that, that we we're. we're shopping towards placement for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. I, we, we think between us is, is basically, I would like to be the adequates to his Trent Reznor and, you know, vice versa, you know, work on films, yeah. music, uh, 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 placement and, and stuff like Netflix and, you know, and I just had, uh, why not? Who's, uh, 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 we, we put him in a box called soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he was just on a, there's movie production companies and stuff like that popping up all over the place. Right. Right. You know, do you find it might be a little easier now to do that? It's it's a there's a new kind of market that you know. I, I spoke to a dear friend right before he passes passed away, Jim Green, God rest his soul. You yeah. know, uh, he was working with Skinny Powers uh, and me at the time mm -hmm. to talk about placement and and, uh, and get that ball rolling. And he you know, he explained to me, you know. I mean, we had a conversation 20 years earlier, of, you know, where things were totally different. And now we're having a conversation 20 years later where he's like, oh, there's a new market's placement. You know, yeah. he's talking to me about a band here in Memphis that he got a placement on a Netflix. And I'm like, wow, well, congratulations, you know, and he mm -hmm. got the band paid, yeah. you know, and that's kind of, you know, we, we, <laughs> it's, so nothing's off the table no. is where you're going. We're, we're down to play a show. Yeah. And it would be a situation where we would have hired on artists come in and we could very easily play a show. Mm -hmm. We'd probably rent a venue and, you know, make it like a private event or something just, just, uh, uh, to promote the record or stuff. But we're not interested in, you know, we've done the touring thing. Mm -hmm. God, I, I'm so over the touring. I'm so glad you brought that up. Look, man, I, like, it's, some, it works for some people. I mean, not it, for me. To get me to tour now, it, mm -hmm. it'd be like, bro, you could pay someone half my age who, <laughs> Where really wants to do this, like like who looks way better in skinny pants. All right, that will work for three hundred dollars a week. All yeah, right, whereas right. like to get me to do this, like I'm going to ask for more money than I believe I'm worth as a musician. Right. You know, but but you're, you're also <laughs> taking into account because you are a businessman. You are well, uh, have all this other stuff going on that you're like you pulling me away from that. But right, I also don't. I just don't want to leave my family. I don't want to leave my friends again. I don't want right. to leave Memphis for that long. You yeah. know, I mean, it was it's very tough reconnecting with people that you know you've seen for a decade and then just poof you're gone for 
two years yeah. and you come back for a split second, then you're gone again. You know, plus you couldn't cut your lawn two different heights. You're absolutely right. What is why? Uh, why it's just part of my brain, man. I don't know. <laughs> is there, is there a benefit to it as a homeowner? Now I'm curious. <laughs> it looks wicked, man. <laughs> Dude, every time people walk by my front yard, if they see me in my front yard, they stop to say something. You know, yeah, like, like hey, just, you missed a spot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's a fair point. It's mean, <laughs> a fair point. Walk by my house one day, you'll say something. Yeah, well, I will. No, I will. But you know, I just I didn't know if there was like a benefit. Like there was some like it's something I saw on 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 a YouTube channel at like two o'clock in the morning. Those damn HG. TV, I know. like clips and I'm like it's one of those like like man I, I know how to do that I think I'm gonna do that and it, there was a pandemic Brody come on what do you want <laughs> it looked cool from the window I literally grew grass during the pandemic <laughs> you watched grass right grow. I watched grass grow um, the, the Icarus plan uh, fools on the edge it's out now um, link is in the description I can't recommend that one enough I really appreciate that man we put a lot of heart into that first one it was the business card if you will because <laughs> The first line was, you know, I mean, if you play it back uh, uh, all this time. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's been 10 years since this guy. It, it ramps up, too. All right. So you're like, uh-oh. Uh, Dave Cowell is doing an amazing job. It's about it. to hit the fan. But I'm just saying, this is the first time this guy's been behind, you know, the microphone recording in the studio with me mm-hmm. in a decade. Yeah. And he got better, man. <laughs> and he was already plenty good what's back the, then. What's the first thing that, that you guys said, did... When that re that reunion happened, was it more like we, we, pick we, up right where you left off, or oh was yeah, it? Well, I mean, Linky and I. Uh, I'm sorry, his name is Brian Link. He's just, his nickname is Linky since we were kids. But anyways, uh, Brian, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, Brian, we we, uh, we met him at the hotel, and we went straight to the studio and got straight to work. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was. Uh, we talked. We, we've been talking for years. You know, I mean, sure. even though he's been moving all over, you know, we still very much kept. In, in touch and we send each other music you know and then when a band just those are like your real friends you know what I'm saying right. when the band hits you like oh my god Brian's gotta hear this Ford, you know right yeah. right yeah. if I do that to you that means like I really like you <laughs> <laughs> right. if you get sent to Linky you're done yeah right right. no right. If, if you get if I send you a song you know that I, that I listen on Spotify Brian you know, gets the link yeah right 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 <laughs> I do that when Blake Allison uh, Devour the Day Egypt Central you know yeah. he and I send songs to each other all the time. And he's actually remixing one of the, uh, uh, this. He's remixing uh, Fools on the Edge right now. Really? And so it's going to be part of the vinyl. Remix ten- We're going to get, I'm, I'm going to, my, my goal is to get a lot of Memphis talent involved in this. Mm-hmm. But the business plan, the strategy, how it's going to work. How's the remix going to feel? Is it going to. So I've already, I've listened to a little skip. It's, I'm not even a dude that's into remix as much. Yeah. But this is so awesome. It works sometimes, man. <laughs> Blake has got that mind. Blake yeah. Allison has got that musical mind. He's one of the most talented people. And w- when we were growing up, everyone would always try to pit me against him as far as drums. Mm-hmm. They, you know, uh, dude, he was better. He was better. I, <laughs> like, I don't know about better. That he, dude, he was that, a different style. His hands, man. I could not match his hands. That that guy was so fast. That's the rudiments, man. Nah, man. I mean, like it was. It was. Uh, uh, he he definitely. I, I I will agree with you. We both have different styles. Yeah. But I always admire. You know, because uh, Blake, Blake and Joey wrote a majority of the Egypt Central stuff, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I know they wrote all of the Devour. The, and I didn't, you know, 
all of the guys in Egypt Central wildly talented in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not saying that just because someone writes the songs means that they're you know, but you wonder where the creativity to mm-hmm. the formula that works where it started, right? Right. There's a heart to every band. Right, 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 right. Creative heart. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, Blake and Joey, they're a powerhouse, which is why they've done so well. So you don't want to take this to that, I don't want to say touring, but that venue. Okay, point, I'm just going to throw this out there. If people show up to the show, we'll play a show. (laughs) Okay. If people are willing to come and get off their butts and come and pack out a venue. What what if people are barking down the door, hey, you got to play music fest once it pops back off. Absolutely. We'll do that, you know, and I'll hire two or three or maybe even four musicians that I've been friends with in Memphis for a long time and be like, Hey man, you know, you want to spend a Saturday with me, make some money. And this is all you got to learn is stuff that I wrote and dude, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. By the way, the wall of sound that you hear is only coming off two guys. (laughs) I mean, to Dave Cowell's credit, he can, he can get some low end out on a record. Man. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I was, I, we are, we are very, very pleased with how it came out to sounding. So drums or guitar? Which one uh, is in, in, in retrospective easier to do? Mm, I guess what's, which one is when you're sitting in there and, and you walk into a room, you're like, I just want to dick around. The song starts off on a guitar. I mean, I, I play guitar a lot. I yeah. start off with an acoustic guitar in the morning. I grab an acoustic guitar and a coffee, you know, and just... <laughs> Old man. Start, I do. I wake up at 5.45 a.m. every Me morning. You do, dude. I'm glad right. I'm not the only one. No, I can't sleep. Like, I can't. Even on vacation, I can't yeah. sleep past seven. You know, it's just. It, it, it's something about the sunrise, too. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's. Uh, you're absolutely right. But. I love it. I wake up at 5.45. I have my first cup of coffee about 6.15. I'm sitting down with an acoustic guitar by 6.30. And I don't have to be at work for another three or four hours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then just go. Yeah. Now, after I've had to put in a full day at work, come home, six, seven, eight o'clock, whatever. Beat the crap out of Go someone. straight to the drums. Yeah. You know? And yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that's his life, you know? <laughs> how, a, how about the creative process? Is it like, oh man, I just coming home at the end of the day, right? And you've got all these things that have happened throughout the day studio at the house to put it all down and you put it, put it down. Mm-hmm. Is it start with the drums? No, it all starts with the guitar. I've, I've got a MIDI, but I've also got a drum, you know, a MIDI controller that I, that I program the drums on, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I've got a soundproof drum kit in my, in my house with uh soundproof heads. <laughs> wife and appreciates it. <laughs> my neighbors do too. Trust me. You know? But, uh, uh, but now it is the constant repetition, constant, you know, thinking over, thinking of the song over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. By the time we put a song down, dude, I can't even tell you how many times it's, it's been filtered through. But how know. do you know, like when you, when you get a fools on the edge, is it like one of those things where you're writing it and it's just stuck? <clears throat> you can't get it out of your head. Uh, is it a melody? Is it like, a- I don't come up with the melody. That's the crazy thing. I just come up with like, I come up with the, the, the parts of the song that makes me feel good, you know, but I don't write any of these songs with lyrics in mind. Like I used hmm. to with Omerita. Yeah. With Omerita, I would write and I would sing as I'm writing with this. I'm just, I know the structure of a song to at least to set it up as a platform to now, want to sing it over. Cause this is like right. ass backwards. For right. most exactly. So yeah. So the music is all that I am you know, in control of, but it has to be filtered through my brain first to go into a demo. And then it has to go through Linky's next. Or, right. right. And then he gets back with me and says, change this, change this, try this, whatever. And then when it's done and yeah. it's checked out with him, I'll go in there and I'll record it front to back with Dave. Dave didn't even know what this dude's singing yet. 
It's about let's focus on the music. Let's this focus on right. And so we finished the song. Hence why we did that weird thing at the end. I was like three minutes and thirty seconds into a song, we can do it. Why not? You know, there's <laughs> enough room. So we we threw that little jazzy thing at the it's end, fun. which I thought was yeah, it was fun to play. You know, it harkened back to three eleven. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm you with know, that. Like, I'm like with that. Yeah. Kind of uh, back when like the Incubus. Pardon me. Oh, love Make yourself this. album yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. What was going on now? Everything after that. Was, Man, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that too. <laughs> <laughs> Fungus yeah. Among Us and Make Yourself. That was good. <laughs> yeah, stop um, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, how do you know? Yeah. Okay, so bringing that up, how do you know you're going to hit that when he after Make Yourself? You know, kind of album kind of thing going on. Well, he getting, I'm sorry, going back to the, the final process though, yeah, like yeah. When, when, when he gets the approval, you know, we record the the record when he comes in here, we know nothing. We've not heard a demo. He just goes in there and he sings. So Dave and I are listening to what's going on the first time, but that first song, right when he hit that long note, you know, mm-hmm. that was just one of those like, man, I mean, Dave and I are sitting in there like, Normally I would give advice, man, yeah. uh, but I'm just going to let this guy kind of do what he wants to do, you know, and you make him sound pretty. And that's, yeah. that's, uh, his was recording vocals was, took the least amount of time on this. Uh, ironically enough, it's unreal. That's crazy. Right. You know, like that literally is crazy. The guy's got an amazing job. Great family. He knows, uh, lives down in, lives down in Atlanta. So, he, and he's got nothing bring taking him away from that, hmm. but this is just, you know, his, his outlet, if you will. Uh, it's just some people are brilliant with their outlets, I, you know, because <laughs> some <laughs> like, like that makes me so mad. Like I, that would take me years, you know, like kind of formula, if especially doing it that way. Right. You know, because now I got to fit in where I didn't expect to fit. I wrote all this stuff before talking to him. I mean, this stuff, these are songs that have been sitting in my head for years, you mm-hmm. know, so it's not like we're writing new material together. I'm just, you know, putting all of this stuff down and, and then we're writing the new material because it's being shredded and rewritten, you know, That's uh, crazy. Yeah, but you know, he, he can communicate quite well. He knows, yeah. he knows how to play music just as well as I do. Plus you so. already kind of have a rapport between the two of you mm. that, you know, absolutely. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a, a <laughs> he like myself, very smart. And I'm joking. <laughs> Shit. Now he's standing in. Nah, man, he's, he's just as messed up in the head as I am. Honestly, that's, maybe that's why it works. Mm, you know, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, go, go find it. Link is in the description. Fool's on the edge. Uh, are we getting a, a video treatment to this then? Uh, well, the distance, uh, with the pandemic, we will be shooting videos. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're going to release a song. Uh, the, the goal is to release a song once every six to eight weeks. Okay. You know, like pretty much indefinitely. <laughs> So you know, I'm not, you're not going to get pushback, at it, least for me. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, you just keep swinging, you keep swinging, you keep swinging. Yeah. But I, I genuinely believe that, you know, if, if people haven't heard the Icarus plan, they will Maybe eventually. Will. Yeah. And what about video games? That's definitely on the, you know, I mean, it's every, all of these are definitely on the to-do list for sure. Yeah. You know, um, starting with, I mean, this, the first, when we're done by our third song, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have the vinyl start, you know, start Can being we pressed. those now? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the artwork, that's another thing, you know, every- What about doing something with the artwork? What about making an animated video? Man, he, he's, he's crushing that stuff. Yeah. You know, we do have a lyric video. It's on yeah. YouTube, YouTube right now. That was, I mean, we were so focused on making the record. <laughs> 
that like I forgot that I even had a GoPro on me. Right. And so that was literally last minute thrown together. Yeah. But it still looked pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it served its purpose. But yeah. we, we definitely plan on, you know, <laughs> on, on investing <laughs> in this. But again, putting all the eggs in the basket with, with Icarus. Right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this that, you know, obviously business rule number one takes money to make money, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he and I believe strongly in this product. And we're not sparing any expense on making sure that the product that when it's, when it's, uh, uh, at least in its original phase, we're going to do it right. You yeah. know, uh, we don't want to release. Plus you can get some bread by playing those weird cover band things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one's going to fund the other, you yeah. know, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, as long as my wife says I can still do it. <laughs> As long as my wife's like, as long as my wife's like, you spent what <laughs> on lights? <laughs> yeah, the, what yeah. are you lighting? Yeah, yeah. But, More importantly, we need lighting here. Right, but we could use it for the house afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. My wife has been very, very supportive on, in that uh, that regards. But oh, uh, I'm still, I'm still playing the whole. Uh, you know, I mean. Once we're done in this, we're just yeah. moving over. But yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is anytime, anytime you start a band or anytime you start investing mm-hmm. in a project, especially an art project, anything with the word art in it. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, you know, we got a really small chance of getting <laughs> our return back. Yeah. Within the next five years. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> and then, you know, ROI is very low. Right, 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 right. But you know, uh, the, the overhead, the good news is the overhead to be an artist or to be a musician has gone down significantly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It had to, to create, but you know, I don't want to make a record in my bedroom. I want to yeah. make a record in a studio. I don't care if it costs more. There's stuff behind a drum kit that I can feel out. Yeah. That's just going to be better than what I can think out. Yeah. You know, you know, it was the same thing with, even with this, mm-hmm. you know, I could have done this in my house. Right, right, right. I do it one out of my house. Right. You know, but having a studio, like an, its own dedicated space, it's a different vibe. Yeah. It feels different. It works different. Mm-hmm. No, so, I, no, I feel that. I feel the go to a studio. Go, don't, um, don't crap where you eat. Right. Thing. No, no. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- there's a nostalgia behind it, a feel, a vibe, everything. Working with a good producer that gets you, that gets the performance out of you is mm-hmm. immeasurable in wealth when it comes to bringing out the best performance. I just don't think that I can sit in a room and bring a listener the performance that the listener deserves by myself. Mm-hmm. And number one, I don't have that kind of an ego. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I know I'll fail miserably. Are there any of those songs though, that you did by yourself off of those albums that you're like, you know what, let's, let's see what happens. Let me take it over here. I mean, uh, everything that, uh, the, the six, I mean, it's yours. Yeah. I think six out of the nine songs I played everything on. Uh, and I mean, that means a lot to me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, would it feel too nostalgic? Would it, that would take you back to that time place that you're like, I don't want to go there and again. I'm sorry. I don't follow the, uh, so like when I would write, right. Oh, oh, I was okay. in a time I was in a space that my own head space. And then when I hear that song again, I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, the, the getting back to like, playing when I heard those six songs back to your point, you know, yeah. this, uh, th- there was, yeah. I mean, th- 
and in, in one of the instances, Dave Cowell had to come in and, and put a lead on the guitar down, you know, cause I'm just like, man, something's missing there. And, and, uh, I need, I need an outside opinion. And, and again, getting back to what's working with the great producer, you know, having Dave come in there and put this lead down that made the, made two hours of thought go away. Disappear. Right, right, right. Right. We all hit, we all hit walls for sure. Sure. But, uh, uh, I guess I didn't understand the question as far as, you know, no, but like, you know, that feeling when you wrote those songs, those that, you know, when you're writing that you're in that headspace, you know, oh, okay. and all that emotion. Yeah. Right. Because you're putting all that into that song. Mm-hmm. All that comes back. I agreed. Right. Right. So if you were to take those, would would that even be a possibility to take those? Because it would take you back. You're not that way anymore. You know, you're not that, that musician even. Right. Right. No, you know, the, I, a lot of how I write and how I play has definitely changed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot, I can't take credit for that. You know, a lot of it is working alongside these incredible musicians, uh, and, uh, uh, also working with really good producers and engineers that, you know, told me or taught me things like playing for the song. So, you know, the, just like anything else, a 40 year old looking back at how he was when he was 20, mm-hmm. if you're proud of that, then you're probably dumb as hell. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you've peaked. Right. Right. Which, yeah. which also, you know, brings to a completely, you know, the, the whole culture of 20 year olds these days trying to convince the world that they're already perfect and know everything. Right. You know, it's, it is a situation of like, guys, <laughs> like just have, wait, have fun, yeah. have fun. Enjoy this. You're yeah. young. Enjoy it. But dude, when you're my age, wait till you get the market and you look back at 20 and you're actually happy. At, well, you know, like if you, <laughs> dude, the 20 year old version of me, if he were here right now, if he opened his, if he opened his mouth behind this microphone, I'll slap the hell out of him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, it's no just, I feel it, the same way. Right. Right. But, you know, I'm kicking that dude's ass. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> right, right. You know? Which is also another reason why, you know, I, I think I think that kind of mentality, though, everyone trying to find someone to persecute or or, or just beat the hell out of to make them feel better. On, on mm. what I, I mean, it's just so obvious. Everyone kind of is feeling that vibe and it's starting to have happen to a lot of artists, you yeah. know, uh, uh, just now, you know, there's, there's certain things that shouldn't be done, but, uh, you know, to, to, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of these, some of these artists have done some horrible things, sure. right? Sure. But it seems to me like, I don't really remember the last time I, I heard about, uh, you know, a great new rocker metal release, you no. know, but I've heard about 10 different bands that I'm supposed to hate now, right. you know, because of something they did in 1996. Right. And I'm thinking back like, Jesus, thank God I wasn't famous in 1996. Yeah. Or nobody had a right. cell phone right. you know, on their hip. I mean, you were, if you were alive and lived in the city of Memphis and, and went to a wonderful club called the New Daisy Theater from 1995 to Man, 2000. I miss sticking to that floor. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. You know, if, if there was a cell phones that with cameras on back then, Brody, we, we, be screwed. we'd all be in jail. <laughs> Everyone we know, right. we'd all be in jail. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just that. Not for anything like. Like no crazy, care, you know, yeah. but I mean, just stuff that would be like frowned upon, right. you know, yeah. stuff that socially now, unacceptable. Yeah. Now yeah. We, we, I could look back at that tape and be like, dude, you're somebody's father now <laughs> <laughs> and really mess with their heads. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And that honestly, it would be a total mind F. 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah, I don't know how we got up on that tangent. I don't either. But <laughs> it makes me sad. But you brought up the new day scene. It makes me super sad that it's not open. And they Dude, did all those renovations to it. So many great clubs in Memphis. I and mean, we had Barristers, the New Daisy. I mean, we had the Inkwell. I liked oh, it. Oh, man, the Inkwell. The Stinkwell. But it was, I liked it. <laughs> you had the Map Room. The that map was a cool room. place. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, of course, you know, High Tones, the new High Tone. Well, the I new can't High wait. Tone. It's not even, you know. I can't wait to go to it. I've, I haven't been by yet, but. Uh, I drove by it. Man, skin. Oh no! Actually, I, I, I went to it like they hadn't opened it up yet. I went there just to just drop something off for Skinny. But uh, I'm really excited to play there. That, that club's going to do real well. I saw little videos that Skinny was posting about it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, it's come a long way, man. Man, I mean, I got. I miss that little stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fall off at least twice a show. Oh yeah, the little stage. Anyway, it went, I mean, he booked booked bands for me and you know at newbies all the time. Yeah, you know, and and uh, he was always fun to work with. I'm I'm really really happy for the guy because you know he's he's awesome right uh he mike glenn you know mike glenn jr and tony westmerlin the guys uh or mikey glenn, mikey it, glenn. yeah not mike glenn jr excuse me yeah. uh but yeah there's there's still the same guys that back were booking shows back when i was a teenager still in it to win it you know yeah so and it's fun oh absolutely you know you can call just fun is in the sense that like you can call those guys up and be like all right i'm playing where I mean, Mike Glenn has opened more doors for me in music mm-hmm. than, than I mean anyone could ever imagine. And same same with guys like Todd Adams, you know, at newbies and you know Skinny as well. Yeah, there's been there's been a, a ton of ton of venue owners, and somehow they always knew who else to call mm-hmm. that took you to the next level. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like you want to talk about like uh, knowing people, right? right? And going back, making this conversation full circle, you know, getting those people in your camp. Kind right. of thing, like th- those guys were weird. Always have been. Yeah, you know, uh, I, it was always just a, a family thing at the New Daisy. Yeah, and it was always a family thing. At, you know, at, at Newbies and and uh, the skate park of Memphis, of course. You know, I mean, those those were these are great places. The same people the, almost to the entire duration of mm-hmm. the club uh, or of these clubs, uh, which means that the places were so awesome that the staff that worked there wanted to stay. Yeah, right. Which is tough to find in the entertainment business, right? right? But if, you know, if you were a bartender at the New Daisy Theater in the late 90s, I thought you were a rock star, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, right. Well, they had their own personalities too. Right, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. But, you know, and it just, it was, it was just, it was an experience back in those days. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a show, you go to the New Daisy Friday, Saturday night, not even knowing who's playing, but you, you just know care. everyone's going to be there. Yeah, you didn't care. You had the hard rock as well down the street. So it's yeah. a vibrant scene. Um, that absolutely can be vibrant again. Uh, it's going to open it back up. It's going to take two things. Yeah. People are going you know, people have to get back out and get back to the, you know, get back to how things used to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get vaccinated, be smart about it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, if you work at a Starbucks, just make coffee, but don't give out, you know, advice on vaccines, you know, <laughs> right. cause let me tell you, I'll tell you everything there is to know about a diamond. Ask me something about a virus. I don't know shit, dude. Right. I, I don't, don't, I don't ask me for advice. Right. I would say, talk to my wife. She's a healthcare worker. Right. And she'll say, get vaccinated. So you should probably get vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it's just, it's, it's tiring. Yeah. You know, everyone trying. Everybody has an opinion about well, it, but everyone's acting a lot smarter than they actually are. And I think people need to just stay in their lanes on some stuff. Hey. All right. Yeah. And that's my lane. I don't know anything about viruses, but we need to mm-hmm. get over this, get this done, do what they tell us to do. Yeah. Not, when I say they, I'm not talking about big brother. I'm talking about the people us. that have sacrificed their 
their twenties to learn about medicine yeah. to keep us alive. Yeah, okay. right. All right, so. There's a reason why I didn't go into medicine and right. everybody else in my family did. Exactly. That's their lane. And they, you do not get to just circumvent, you know, these yeah. people that, that you don't get to circumvent not sacrificing your twenties for medical knowledge to all of a sudden one day be like, you know, you shouldn't do the vi- the vaccine. You masturbate. Cause okay. I think they put silicone in it. And that's a, that that's a it's to track us. That's my favorite. Dude, my God, it is just it's just exhausting. It's really exhausting. Then put your phone down, dummy. Mm. Man, man. But anyways, uh, that has to happen. And yeah. two, and this is gonna sting a little bit for some of the bands out there. Mm-hmm. Stop bitching and get better. Yeah. And get out there and give them a show. Invest in your product. Yeah. All right. If you really, really think you got it. Talent's not enough. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, but there are kids in this city that can roll biscuits around me yeah. on a drum kit. All right. And they're not discovered because maybe they haven't put themselves out yet. Sure. And that's no problem. They'll eventually get there. Right. But the ones that haven't been discovered because they've been sitting back cold and callous and pissed off at the world because it hadn't happened to them yet. Yeah. Stop being bitter about it and get up off your ass. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to get a record deal to make good music. Right. You don't have to sell out a venue to make good music. And I think that's what we're seeing more of now. Right, right. You, that you don't have to have that stuff. Right. You don't exactly. have to quote unquote back exactly. and take a late nineties term sell out. Make the art, be proud of it. And if mm-hmm. you're proud of it, put a little coin behind it. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you get that coin? I don't know. Work hard. If you want it as bad as I do, you'll find a way. <laughs> do cover bands. <laughs> do cover bands, man. Dude, I will you know, absolutely go into a, a, there is nothing more fun than doing a cover band though. Right, man. I was doing, you know, stick tricks to Tom Petty in a, like it's weird. a bar it's, last week and I was having a blast. It has its place, right? <laughs> oh, you know, I love it, it yeah. totally has. And you're like, this is the dumbest thing, but man, I'm having fun. Dude, he told on Saturday night, TJ Mulligan's, you know, playing, I had a blast play for twin soul for like a year and a half. Yeah, you right? know? I mean, like I had a, I had a great time. All eighties hair band stuff. Exactly. And, yeah. I absolutely hate eighties metal with the <laughs> power of 10,000 sons, man. Right. But I have been having blast doing, <laughs> doing stick twirls to Def Leppard yeah. any any Saturday night. That's That sounds... Just the pure and simple fact that you can do a stick twirl in the middle of the song should tell you a lot, but, you know. Well... <laughs> you have the space you gotta, to do it. I, I, I hate to stick on stick twirls. There's there's other things you can do, but <laughs> that's the one thing, you know, if you, you throw a stick up in the air to some Tom Petty, you know, oh man, and then that lady with her Bud Light, she'll give out a little woohoo or whatever, and that... Bye yeah. Bye. Right. <laughs> When you're sitting in an office five days out of the week, it doesn't take much. You gotta loosen up, Ryan. Oh, man. Uh, And this has been uh, incredibly fun. Absolutely. Likewise, Um, man. Go get it. Fools on the Edge, Icarus Planet's out now. The link is in the description. Um, Need a top five, right? Yeah, we're we're gonna get to the oh, top five. Yeah, no, we we got to take a little break. I got I got to get a breather in me. But uh, top five with uh, Ed Harris coming up next, and then what you got coming up too? So it's all being discussed next. Hang on. This is the Memphis Reverb from pitch to the center circle studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. Check out the latest episodes at my3subspodcast.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Reverberations heard around the world. This is Memphis Reverb. Our off-mic uh, conversations, Ed, why why did we turn the mic off? That was fun. There's a lot of incriminating evidence <laughs> on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we 
got to count down the top five songs. Well, Ed's top five songs. Here we go. The Ed Harris top five. We're counting them down. Countdown. In at number five, we're going to start with Teenage Wrist. It's Stoned Alone. That's it. <laughs> so good. It's just so it's, good. It is. It is very good. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, what? What? What song from Fever Three Three Three? Bite back. Bite back. That was it. All right. It'll make you want to punch some drywall. <laughs> it's a banger. Here you go. Uh, Fever Three 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 in that four spot with bite back. Working out, and right. uh, I'm I'm a walker. You're okay. walking. <laughs> That'll make you walk <laughs> hard, man. <laughs> but but I'm gonna be honest with you. I have to listen to something like this when I walk. Otherwise, it's not it's not gonna. No, happen. I'm with you though. It's, you know you know, I mean? if, if it's like a pretty day outside, I get it. You don't want to like you know punch people. You know, <laughs> but, you but I a, have to listen to stuff like this. You see a pretty blue jay. It's, you know, some Boom. Red, red. <laughs> Uh, I am uh, too much of a fan of your number three here. Uh, Rip Momney. Uh, I love uh, dude, Rip Momney. I don't know who this guy is. I just discovered no, him. Home but run this, is, this is a perfectly written song. Yeah, it's with Cloud. It is Set the Table. They say that all the worst things happen after midnight. But what a shame that that's where I'm spending most of my time. And what a shame that I need you instead of just watch you. What a shame I need everything that I haven't got. You give me all that you can, but it's not If you're in a good mood, this is a great song to listen to. It's not a good song if you're having a rough day. It, it, well, it's not my walking song. Yeah, you're going to say. Going away from left field with, with the fun stuff here, Poppy, all right, yeah. is sick of the sun in two. Uh, yeah, go go look that one up. The too. chorus. Get to the chorus. <laughs> Poppy, uh, sick of the sun. In at number one, Jimmy Chamberlain. Best drummer in the world. It's the Jimmy Chamberlain complex, of course, from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the guy that made me want to start playing drums. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, love that guy. Anyway, Street Crawler in at number one.
you can you can veg out on that one all Just day all day anyway there's your top five um I, I man this has been fun Ah, man, I had a blast as well. What you got coming up? Who are you playing with uh, next? What cover band are you playing with next? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever calls first, man. <laughs> well, if we wanted to book you, just look you up, I guess, on your social media. And, I mean, I'm I'm very very easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, at this point gonna there's cover bands here here there. I mean, we're, everything's getting back back to normal or on on the process, and I'm just here to help. Yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to make a career out of this, but and I'll eventually settle somewhere. I'm sure. New music coming out in a couple weeks be looking out for that from the Icarus plan. Uh, Fools on the Edge is out now. Uh, go stream it, I guess, uh, or do whatever you want. Yeah, IcarusPlan.com, TheIcarusPlan.com. Mm-hmm. Go buy the song. How about that? Thank you. iTunes or, or whatever. The link is in the description. Um, and, and then whenever you do start playing, because I, I have a feeling uh, that you're going to be like taking this band to the next like Know, if it does, I will strap on some icy hot and go, man. <laughs> but be looking out for them uh, whenever they do play a show because it's inevitable. I think. I hope so. I think so. I hope you're right. Uh, up next, we go hip hop. We go Rico the acronym, and it really is an acronym. He's he, he, you're gonna want to check out next week. Uh, Rico the acronym is on. But Ed, thank you so much. I love you, Rico, and thank you. <laughs> this is the Memphis Reverb. Peace and love. The Memphis Reverb Podcast, hosted by Brody Scott, recorded, produced, and edited by Brody Scott. Like and follow us on your favorite social media at Memphis Reverb. If you'd like to be featured on the show, just email us at memphisreverb at gmail.com. Find more episodes by searching Memphis Reverb. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy.